Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 79 of We The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, the website, and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday, like today. Thank you for listening and for hitting subscribe. When you do that, you, did you know that it downloads automatically to your device of choice? That is amazing. Holy crap. Thank you for rating us on iTunes. I'm going to breeze through this today, you guys. I, I'm going to, I think that there's a couple new ratings on iTunes, but we're going to get to a long conversation with, with my wife. And, uh, I think you're going to like it. This is, we wanted to document and just kind of reflect on our labor story. But if you're new, here's the deal. Most weeks I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet and we talk about video games. And if you want to be part of the show, it's easy. Tweeted me at Sean Capri at Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants and, uh, just, just the quick rigmarole, as they say, just at the start here before we jump into my chat with Chels. Um, I wanted to give a quick round of applause, a high five, all my best to my guest last week, Jacob Rush, and also to everybody who, who rallied around him. Um, Jacob from Nintendo Nostalgia was on last week. He told an amazing story and I just want to I just want to give a big thank you to everybody who reached out to him and who also reached out to me. I, you know, there's, there's more of this than we know. And I just wanted to, again, give a quick high five to, to Jacob because his story inspires other people to come up with the same level of bravery and be courageous and talk about it's a hard thing to talk about but i had so many people come up to me and say i had something similar happen to me i me and my wife went through something or me and my husband went through something and talking about stuff helps so so much so a big thank you to jacob that was a very important episode something that will go down um in the history books for this show this was that was a very important one so thank you to jacob and uh, let's just let's continue to talk to each other let's not let's not hide when we're in when we're in suffering we're all here for each other so let's let's just keep that up um really quickly i this is going to sound like i'm racing guys and i really apologize but i want to get to the chat i don't want this this episode to be too too long um but just this past weekend we had our great super indie community podcast network thing happen for Mario Kart 8 and i just again another huge we had a lot of people just kind of put the egos aside the, the main goal was that we got as many people playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe together as possible and we killed it everybody who shared it thank you so much and a couple special just high fives to antonio guillen for creating that graphic i know more is coming jason lacy from flex Suppose, he put the whole discord thing together anybody who is part of the discord chat we owe a huge debt of gratitude that sounds debt of gratitude sounds weird we we owe a big thanks to jason lacy from flex Suppose. he took us so much time out of his schedule walking me through everything and kind of translating what what we all wanted to get out of this and and making it happen over on the discord josh stapleton activated so many other podcasts and i've i'm so grateful that he has it seems like he's got as good a relationship that that him and i have he's got that with another dozen or so podcasters so thank you to josh stapleton and donnie reese of course play some video games he created the whole thing nothing happens without donnie so thank you guys everybody there's too many people to mention but if you liked it or if you'd heard about it and you missed it and if you want more, more is coming. We're going to try and make this as easy as possible to create gaming nights and get the word out. And ultimately, I had a couple of people ask me, like, do you have to be a podcaster to be part of this? And definitely not. The idea was just that as a podcaster, we have a platform, we have a way to get the word out. So we're trying to engage the podcasters out there to sort of advertise and get the awareness up for, for these things. This is for the community. 
And ultimately, it would be really cool if if you guys have ideas for game nights. If you've got a game that you want to play, let us know. And what we'd like to do is sort of leverage our platform and, and all the people that we're engaged with in our communities, our social media, our websites, our podcasts, any way we can to help you get the word out about your gaming night. We want to do that. We're, we sort of tested the waters here. We've got a bit of a system. I want to try and make this as easy as possible for every podcast, every social media, every community out there to make it look like their own. This is not about it being we the nerdies or play some video games or if we ran Nintendo or Sheldon Forgotten or any of these, any of these podcasts. It is about everybody coming together. So if it helps to make it your own, we can do that. So let's keep this up. It doesn't have to stop with start and stop with Mario Kart. There's other great multiplayer games out there. I know everybody wants to. It's just a matter of getting people together. And I think that it's really cool because you're going to start noticing the same people pop up and up. So let's keep that up. I really enjoyed playing that. And Discord, if you're new to it, don't be shy. It's a great place to chat and all come to the same place. And especially on Nintendo where there's no other option. Um Discord is a great place for that. It's easier than you might think, and it just takes a quick, if you have questions, Jason Lacey's a great guy. I'm great to, like, I'm starting to learn the ropes and um, just trying to, just trying to catch up to Jason on that whole thing, but definitely join in. Um, man, there is so much. I've been on other podcasts this week. I'm going to get to that at the end. I want to get right into my chat with, with Chelsea. You might remember that we announced our pregnancy back on episode 50. I have been so impressed by her this entire time. Not only just the, not just the delivery, but she rocked the pregnancy. She rocked the delivery. She's rocking being a mom right now. And it is pretty much my goal in life is just to try and live up to the high standard that, that she is setting. I, it sounds weird to say, maybe not weird, but maybe con, maybe trite to say, maybe, but it's real. Like I am inspired. Like every single day, she is just killing it. She has, she has real goals for Lincoln and and how we want to raise him, how we're gonna try and mix this into our life and try and get some sleep and mix it all in. She's been so supportive of all of the podcasting I've been doing and and creating the the Mario Kart Eight event. Um, getting the word out for that really is just kind of coordinating all of the different podcasts that, you know, is time consuming. She's been right there and I'm so amazed by her. I wanted to make sure we had her back on the, on the show to share this story. And I hope you guys like it. This is a bit of a long one, but hopefully you, uh, hopefully it's, hopefully it's all right. Not too long. It's not like Nintendo dads or anything. I'm <laughs> just kidding guys. So there's a lot to get here. Here she is the second time around Chelsea Capri. So, okay, well, I wanted to kind of start way back at the beginning with this whole thing. Like, obviously, we want to get to, like, the labor story, which I think is, it was, it didn't go as planned. Which it never does, it was, apparently. Which is weird that you even have a plan. Like, it's funny that, yeah, like, like why, why bother? even bother? That's the point. It's like the wedding, though. I guess. I think most of it went to plan until the end. That's true. So we get to that. But I wanted to start, as I always do, I line people up for these shows and I throw a curveball. <laughs> like I had Jacob Rush on. He's like, yeah, let's talk about Nintendo nostalgia. And I'm like, so what does love language mean? <laughs> <laughs> so because I think there's there's a couple things I want to do. I want to share this story with everybody who obviously we both are very grateful. Like they gave us quite a bit of money. Yeah, which uh, is so crazy. Amazing gift that came in. So we continue to share our lives with these people. 
We want to document and sort of like immortalize the story on the internet. You're journaling, so that's mm-hmm. that's one way to do it. But poorly but talking is well. <laughs> it's okay. But th- now we get to bumble through it and record yeah. it and make call it entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people like, I suppose. And um, but I want to I want to go even further back to the labor story, even maybe even before we met. Like I actually I assume some of these things, but I actually don't know. Like how far back. Did you want kids? I think I know the answer to this, but I wanted to kind of jump back to your initial wanting children. Because if you go far back enough for me, like this was the furthest thing from my mind. Like there, I was actually completely against it at my old job at Focus. Like we would we would come up with an ongoing list of like hundreds and hundreds of reasons not to have kids. Like it started. Well, there with are a lot of reasons. <laughs> one article came out was like. Uh, to raise a child cost one billion, one million dollars or something from like zero to eighteen or something like that.、Yeah. And that started this whole thing of a whole bunch of reasons not to have kids. So, and that wasn't that long ago. So I came around to this idea, I guess, relatively recently. So I'm curious, like, when did did you ever have a moment where you were like me and you didn't want to have kids and you changed, or what was that like? Yeah, I I think in like high school I didn't want kids. Yeah, and I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have kids. That all sounds terrible. Let's just travel the world and yada yada. And then my cousins were born. I would have been. I, this is terrible that I don't know my cousin's age, but let's just go with nineteen-ish. Yeah. And that's when I started taking care of her, and like I had a car seat in my car and a stroller <laughs> in my trunk, and like what I, car? Uh, I think it was a, a Ford or a Honda Civic. Oh, okay,、sure. so at least it has. At least you had a sedan.、Yeah. It wasn't your MR2. No, I'm pretty sure it was my. Because yeah, it would have been the, the car I had in high school, which was、yeah. a Ford or Honda Civic. And like, I'm pretty sure people thought she was my kid, and I was just like faking that, like she wasn't mine,、mm-hmm. and like she went and stayed with my parents or something. But no, she was just a cousin I took care of a lot, and I loved playing mom with her.、Mm-hmm. And then I kind of went through a yes, definitely want kids stage, and I don't think that ever went away.、Mm-hmm. I don't remember it ever going away. I never wanted to be married. That was I always wanted、mm-hmm. kids, but I never wanted to be married. How come? Because guys suck. Pretty much, yeah. Like pretty much, all of my boyfriends either cheated on me or broke my heart in a really severe way. And it's、mm-hmm. like, why would anyone get married? Because like that's what people do—they、yeah. cheat on you. And not just men in relationships in general. Like people, I always thought that if I got married, we'd own a duplex and each like live on one side. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I could actually live with someone. Uh huh. That's a very specific solution, though. Well, a great solution. Like we could have like a joining door, like in the hotel rooms, where like you both have to agree that that door is open. <laughs> Wasn't it like Grease Company, where the two doors slam against each other? I don't even. Know. I don't know. That's an Maybe. Old TV show. Yeah, that, that, that was my solution in my head. That like if I want kids, I、uh-huh. probably need to be married, but I really don't want to live with someone.、Uh-huh. Like I like my space, and like I had lived with someone prior to our us getting together. What wasn't. The best, yeah, and I don't think he was that. Like, did that basically <laughs> confirm? Well, first of all, I want to say that I really am grateful for all those dirtbags <laughs> that treated you so horribly and like basically set your expectations down below the basement. So I didn't really. My mom to... also helped with that too. My mom was very when we were growing up.、Mm-hmm. Men are evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't trust any guy. Also, if you get pregnant. You no, you di- you will get pregnant. Oh, okay, if, right. If you have sex, you will get an STD, and you will <laughs> get pregnant. And men are evil.、Mm-hmm. And so that was my whole like, well, like, and it's funny because my mom and dad had a great relationship. Like you would think, like my mom had this like、right. terrible relationship. That's a hard、family. thing to communicate for parents, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, my mom just said, like, be independent. And that was always, like, mm-hmm. how, and my dad, too. Like, that's how we were brought up, is mm-hmm. you don't need a guy. Like, get your education, get a career, buy a house. You don't need to wait for marriage to have all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, I realized that, and there's a whole story behind this, and we won't go there, but after eHarmony basically turned me down, I decided I will just be single, and I'll adopt. <laughs> so uh, I'm in a weird place now as an interviewer, because... <laughs> Usually when somebody says, we're not going to go there, I'll be like, no, we're going there. But I sort of have to like go to bed with you later tonight, too. Um, and I also know that story. Yeah. I'm going to just gently... Are you sure you don't want to tell that story? Basically, you go through an hour-long process. If you've ever done eHarmony, they make yeah. you answer all these questions. It takes forever. Uh-huh. And at the end... What kind of questions? Do you remember? Oh, I can't even remember, but I think it's stuff like... Did your parents tell you that men are evil? No. (laughs) What do you think the chances are of getting an STD on a first date? I think it was more like your personality. Like, how would you describe yourself? And it's tough to describe myself because I'm both really shy, but I'm also really unprompted just to say, like, open book. Like, Well, and it's multiple choice. So it's like how... like. Anyway. Multiple choice. Or maybe, I can't, Answer C. this was a long time ago. Sure, sure, sure. So at the end, it says, you know, whatever. I, I don't know what it would normally say, because I didn't get a normal response. And this is after I was kind of depressed <laughs> about, like, not having someone. I was in my mid-twenties, and, like, I'm never going to find someone. Oh, I'm yeah. be alone forever. Classic mid-twenties crisis. You know, I have my condo, but nothing else. I have my dogs. I'm going to be the crazy dog lady, and, you know, mm. I'm never having kids. Yeah, and at that then, rate, you would have had seven, what, by the time you hit 30, so... <laughs> And so then at the end of this eHarmony questionnaire, it says to me something like, we're really sorry, but our services aren't like right for you. What if, what if you were so like, I don't want to say down in the dumps, but down in the dumps that like, (laughs) what if like your internet just hiccuped and it actually (laughs) said like, cannot connect or there's some sort of like 404 page not found error, but you were just so far gone that you (laughs) misread it. Yeah, no, it was pretty clear. I'm pretty sure I printed the screen and sent oh, it to no. my guy friends and said, like, this is it. I'm going to be alone forever. Even eHarmony can't help me. But then then you went over to Match, though. And this no, is no, not thing. yet. Then oh, my okay. sister tried to set me up with someone oh, who no, that... literally left me at a bar. Like, just left. What bar? And we were at the, the vegetarian place that we went to. It was that place. Yeah. And all these memories streamed back. Why do I not remember the veggie? Oh, the, oh, that bar. I see. Yeah. yeah. It was the, a bar. the vegan, vegan I don't know. Bar. It's a weird place. I don't know if it was that place back then, but... Sure. We went to White Ave, which I don't know what the equivalent of that is. To Just the happen in the hip street. Yeah, the in street that with all town. the bars. That all, all the, the people hipsters. listening are like, yeah, our entire downtown yeah. is like that. We've yeah, got we like, have like one. Two blocks. It's like, yeah, it's like a three or four block <laughs> stretch of road with some bars on the side. We will, that's that's the place to be. Yeah, the guy just literally like said he was going to the bathroom, no. never came back sort of thing. And that was it. It was like, this is it. I'm alone forever. That's what like superheroes with like dad issues. That's what they say. Like their dad was like, I just, I just got to go take a piss. Yeah. <laughs> So then after that, it was... How long did you realize until he wasn't coming back? I was with my sister and my sister's boyfriend, so at least I wasn't, like, totally left alone. Yeah. And I can't remember if my sister's boyfriend ditched two. I don't know. It was bad. It was, like, that was it. And then I just kind of, like, decided that, screw this. This is stupid. Yeah. But you still were impacted by your time with your cousins when you were 19. That, like, even though the other half of this, the part that, like, helps to make the baby is a root... Like, they're all jerks. 
Yeah, I, I just, still I want did that. I wanted kids, and I actually started like filling out paperwork for adoption because adoption for a single person mm-hmm. takes years. Like, if you're lucky, maybe five years, you'll be lucky enough to get a child. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I don't know if I want them now, but I better start the paperwork. And I started the paperwork, and then I think it was around the same time I decided, like, eh, maybe I'll give Match a try. I, I can't remember why. I think it's when I, I knew it was on Match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And this was still kind of like in their early goings of like online dating. Like it wasn't yeah, it was totally the beginning, but like it wasn't like now it was still it's like kind of embarrassing to say like I'm online that's a good dating, way to put it. Yeah. but like it wasn't so out there that, mm-hmm. you know, I still would tell people, but I wouldn't go out of my way to tell people. Right. Whereas now people kind of start there. Almost. Yeah. It's like what you didn't meet online. Like right. crazy. Yeah. So then you, you go to match. Yeah. And then what? So you don't get declined by them? No, they no one you. gets declined by them. <laughs> they just let you on. Take they let anybody. anyone on. Mm-hmm. They'll take anyone. Mm-hmm. They're like Ellis Island in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. E-Harmony <laughs> is like the U.S. today. A picky. Okay, we won't go there. Yeah. Um, and then I got matched Extreme up with one of on your E-Harmony. friends. <laughs> right. Sorry, say that again because I think I spoke over you. Uh, I got matched up with one of your friends. Uh-huh. A guy I knew which, in university. A guy I knew, yeah. yeah. And like, I didn't even really know you at the time. Like, We worked together, but I hardly really knew you. Yeah. And then I was this up and comer. Yeah, we had been texting and he seemed like a nice guy. He lived in Calgary and thought we'd meet up and instead I went out with you. And then I ditched him. And we got which, married, thank God. Did you, so did you ever, you were going to meet him? Yes. Like so, you were going to meet for a date. That's right. But he came up. We had been talking for weeks uh-huh. on text. And, and finally, he's super nice. Super nice guy. And, yeah. And I think Loves I mother. saw that like he's married with kids now and like good for him because he's yeah, whatever. a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, What's up, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really funny if he's listening. Like, wait a minute. Um, he's like, I was that close. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could have had a kid named after the hero in Legend of Zelda. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I went out with you instead. And that was... Because he's so nice. Like, I know him, and, like... But, so my big thing was why... Funny, the reason, like, I chose to go out with you rather than him was you lived here. I already knew you in person. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you as well, because him and I had been talking for weeks. They call this winning by default. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you lived in the same city as me, therefore, uh-huh. you seem like a better candidate. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Yeah. He just put me in the right place. Yeah, and then we both got hammered, which neither of us ever do. Yeah. And that's our, that's yeah, that our was, love story. That was weird. That is our love a story. Drunken, Night. Well, it was actually like the second half of a drunken night for me because yeah. we were hanging out at a friend's house. Well, we were bar hopping, and you were bar hopping. Yeah. And like I, I think we were twenty eight at the time or twenty nine. Like we had our years, many, many years, many, many weekends, spending like two, three hundred dollars a night at the bar. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, house parties are where it's at. And then I get this text from a bunch of girls who are hanging out, and it's like that you okay, work with, who I work with, which is like that would have been the last thing that I would have been considering. Is like, yeah, obviously because. Like, I mean, we'll get there, but I was there to bring my friends to hook them up with women I work with. I was supposed to be set up with Craig. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Me and Craig would have been great together. Okay, so anyways, we'll skip over all that yada, yada, yada. We're happily married today. Yeah, somehow that worked out. Yeah. I don't even know. It's funny to think back to, like, your condo days. Like, yeah. Like, it seems like just yesterday, like, it seems like... That story that we just talked about, like, just happened. But, but also... It was at least nine months ago? Yeah. At least. Yeah. 
so that's that's kind of okay. So we've gone through the whole like you have young cousins, you like playing mama bear. Guys are the jerk, are the worst. <laughs> we managed to make it work online dating, but that turns out is the last thing you needed. You just needed an accident like yeah. me to show up. And then I, at that time, I feel like I was starting to come around to that idea. I'd always kind of thought that I would be a better dad than a husband, which is, I don't know it's if that makes sense. We both kind of, like, I thought I'd be, make a better mom than a wife. Totally. And I was really worried about that, actually. And it, it I think, comes from my parents doing kind of the same thing as yours. Like, my, my uncle is twice divorced. He's got four kids from two different ex-wives. And he was like, he was the, the warning story. Just don't do that. Whatever you do, like wait as long as possible. Um, women will take advantage of you if you give them the opportunity, all that kind of stuff. And so I always thought like, I was always, I don't know if it was standoffish, but I didn't really like, I would open myself up for relationships, but I was never really like totally committed until like you came around and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I could actually picture you with like holding our baby. Like I, there was a time when I, mean, I was, was living so with Craig. early in our relationship too. Yeah. Like I had, and I know you had serious relationships before me and I had serious relationships for you. Yeah. And you know, no offense to those guys, but I never ever pictured myself. No offense. With them. Offense. Long-term. Lots of offense. <laughs> <laughs> but like with you, it was almost instant. Yeah. It was like, no, like I really like this guy. And I used to trick you in your sleep because you like to talk in your sleep. <laughs> And so I would ask you if you wanted to get married in your sleep and you would, you like your, when you sleep, you have like a truth serum. Like you never lie in your sleep. It's not that you won't lie, but you won't say it if it isn't true. So if I could, I could test you too. Like if I, I'd say like, is your name Amanda? Sounds really conniving. Well, it was cute. It was cute. Cause you, cause the way you said yes, it was really cute. I got a lot of things out of you in your sleep. But I didn't really, I was just messing with you. Don't make me sound like a creep. So. What am I, where am I even going with this? So I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, it was early on, like you said, that like not only was marriage obviously going to happen, but like kids too. Mm-hmm. We and, talked about it very early in our relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the point where I think people probably thought we were a little nuts. Like you're talking about well, marriage already with this girl. Do you think like looking back, I feel like there's a whole bunch of different time frames that people deal with. Like we know people who have been together for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And either some of them aren't getting married, they never will, or some of them are just getting married and they think like, yep, I needed to be with this person for the better part of a decade before that was a thing. We were kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like we weren't like shotgun wedding for sure, but like we dated for a couple of years and then we were engaged for about a year and a half. And then like, that was it. Like basically us meeting at the bar until now is what, five, six years. So I don't know if that's a long time or not. Like in the end, it's... It's not going to be... Yeah, I guess 2011? I think 2011. We're really bad at that, I too. Know, I know. We're really just terrible at dates in general. Hopefully, we remember our kid's birthday. <laughs> it's good because it's half of my... Half of 28 is 14. It's the day after my dad's birthday. I won't forget it. <laughs> Why'd you say that, though? I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell. I really have to think about it. I know. So, Okay. We get married. Everything is great. Even the whole everything getting, is awesome. Everything is fact. when you're part of a team. Yep. Um, and we decide not not to have kids right away, but we know like fairly soon. Yeah, we've talked about the clock is having ticking. Kids and knowing how many. how many we want, and mm-hmm. or at least 
a number-ish. We start to draw maps on how to make the kids. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, a lot of lessons in that. Mm -hmm. And then we sort of discover that it's not what your mom had said when you were 15, 16, 17 (laughs) years old. It's not if you look at a guy, you're going to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, It took a little bit, it took a little bit of work. Yeah. So you came off birth control after being on that for ever. Ever. Um, And then it's time to make a baby and a a baby is not made. And then what goes through your mind when a baby isn't coming like, like you were promised, basically. Way to go, mom. Way to set those standards really oddly. Mm, also, I feel like 14 year olds do get pregnant instantly. Probably so that true. changes things too. Mm-hmm. That's your, you know, the weird context. world of where you're most fertile when you are the least ready to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that I had something going on and we mm-hmm. just never knew about it and birth control hit it. Yep. And my doctor was a moron yep. and literally told us, well, you're old, so these things take time. You know, my cycle didn't happen for months and months. And yep. Nine months later, after not getting a period, you go like, hmm, you know, it's probably not normal. Yeah. Even if I'm old, that still seems like, you know, maybe early for menopause, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so we finally... You would have been the hottest menopausal woman of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, I did have hot flashes, so it makes sense. <laughs> um, and at that time, we were I was really busy as a photographer, and I had weddings, and I was working with another photographer, and I was out of town, like, probably every second week to the mm-hmm. mountains shooting, and so we kind of put it on, like, maybe it's part of that, like, I'm stressed, and I'm busy, and... Yeah. Maybe I am old. Like, I don't know. When a doctor, well, doctor said tells so. you that, and you kind of just go, like, I guess this is how it is. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. And then we just nagged him and nagged him and said, like, I don't think this is normal. Like, maybe some tests should be run. <laughs> yeah. This is a Canadian healthcare system, yes. folks. Yeah, apparently. Well. No, I don't want to say that. I was going to say, he is a schmuck, but anyway. Turns out we found good doctors. Yes. And so I made them refer me to someone else. Mm-hmm. And this would have been, it had to have been going on a year at this point. Close yeah. to. Yeah. And basically that doctor, right from the first appointment, we went in and she said, well, just from your symptoms alone, I'm pretty sure you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yeah. Which is scary to hear, but then she goes, it's okay. It's very common. I can't remember the percentage, but I think it's like 60% of women have it. Mm-hmm. Most of those people get pregnant. And she even said, you know what? I don't even use infertile anymore because basically with, if you're willing to spend enough money, we can get you pregnant. Mm-hmm. And with this disorder or syndrome or whatever, we probably won't even need to go through any extremes, but just know that, like, if you really want a baby, we'll get you pregnant. Yeah. So that was reassuring. That was their first appointment. I remember just being so happy to finally have a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then we had it confirmed, and and that was also good news. And then a few other things, little hiccups along the way, but mm-hmm. we basically went on treatment to force me to ovulate. Yeah. And we got pregnant first try on that. Yeah, and this whole process is over the time of, I don't know, would you say a year, oh, year and a half? More than a year, because we were in Vancouver in August, right? when, I don't know what year that was, but, and then it was about a year, year and a yeah, half, I think I think it was about like a year and a half after that, but then yeah. we didn't really know, like at that point we didn't think anything was wrong, and right. it took us a while to go and kind of go like, oh, this probably isn't normal. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Probably about let's say from the minute we at first we weren't really like actively trying to get. Well, pregnant. that's the reason I bring it that's up. That's tough too because we were kind of like you know what if we got pregnant now great if not mm-hmm. that's okay too like we're not in a huge rush at this point. Yep. And then like we, obviously we're married so yeah. like if a kid comes along then that's and we figured that's fine. you know it might take some time for me to go off birth control and yeah. I wasn't really sure if you know it takes longer to kind of get it out of your system I don't really know how it works. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, it all worked out. Well, the reason that I wanted to bring up the timeline, too, is because, like, for, I don't know about for you, but for me, like, it was, everybody says everything happens for a reason, and, like, that timeline sort of, to me, I feel like it gave us time to, like, I think if it was, if we were really on it, we probably would have had a kid, like, six months after we got married. Like, it could have happened, and we would have been okay with that. But instead, we're three years into our marriage when Lincoln comes along. And I think just like everything else in life, like it just gave us time to settle into the house. Mm-hmm. Like we went on a couple of vacations, like we went and saw it. We did a couple of comic cons. And now, like now that Lincoln is here, like I can't imagine doing anything else other right. than maybe podcasting every weekend. And, but if he came like sooner, like, I don't know if I would have been in the same place or if you would have been in the same place or collectively, like, if we would have been as ready, like we've been, we've been doing with house renovations and the the basement flooded when we moved in here, and like it just seems to me that like he he came at the right time. Yeah, I think so. It's funny because I was thinking we had a scare, or I don't even know if you want to call yeah, it you a scare. Yeah, it's just. But when, when we were, I think we were engaged, but we weren't married. We definitely weren't married. We may not have been engaged, but we were already at the very least. We knew we were getting married. Yeah. And we had the scare, and I remember us... But that's a very different place, too, right? Totally. Yeah. We were in separate houses, but I remember even then, yeah. when we finally took a pregnancy test and it came back negative, we were both so disappointed. Like, so that, I feel like that was the moment when I knew, like, okay, kids is going to happen with us, and yeah. we knew at that time, this isn't an ideal that's time. A, that's a, a funny test, in and of itself, mm-hmm. of, like, are you ready for this? Like, go have a scare, or yeah. have somebody, like, <laughs> somehow trick you into having a scare yeah and then do the test and then yeah your your reaction there's nothing more honest in the world definitely because like your reaction i remember thinking i will be probably a little bit upset if we're not like now that we've like we may be i'm Mm -hmm. kind of excited about that but i wasn't sure how you would react and i remember you like tearing up when we got the negative yeah the test and i thought like we thought for sure it was yeah yeah, that, and it turns out that could have been a miscarriage, too. Like, yeah. you know, when I talked to one of my doctor friends, he he basically was like, well, yeah, you miscarried. And I remember that text being so blunt and him going, yeah. like, well, you're on birth control. That's a good thing. Like, why would if you're on birth control, you're yeah, not you married, you're not trying for a kid, yeah. why is this bad? And it's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately it is for the best, but it's yeah. hard to hear those words, even if I was a week along, you know. Right. So you end up going on some treatment to kind of get things going again after, you know, grease up the wheels, I guess. That's a terrible <laughs> saying. Get things going again. And then you get a call. Like, you, you're sort of oh, under, yeah. like, you're under constant watch now, like, which is awesome. The fact that, we like, you kind of got in to see a doctor yeah. and, like, tests are being done and you're in, you're in the system at this point. Yeah. And then it was the day after my birthday. Well, and, no, you have to take a step back. So I was <laughs> so exhausted 
either that week or the week before and you right 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 yes right. and so we had taken the treatment and it works you know you take these lovely little pee on a stick and it has a little happy face on it if you're ovulating and that was which like, is presumptuous yeah yeah well i think if you're taking ovulation tests it probably oh is. the ovulation <laughs> test is smiley yes right the pregnancy tests are just lines yes um and so I had taken that, we, we ovulated, or I ovulated, and mm-hmm. that was like, that's all, like at that point, I was happy about that. That was a huge win for us. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, even if we don't get pregnant, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this, the treatment is working. It's doing its thing. Now we just have to do our thing and have, yeah, you know, I make a baby. And uh, then I was really tired after that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I put that on, I ovulated for the first time in a year. That probably is exhausting for my body. Like, yeah. it's probably that, not to mention I was working a ton at that time. No kidding. And I remember coming home and I don't, I'm not a napper. And I had a nap right from the minute I got home until late at night. Yeah. Skipped dinner, everything. Woke up and went to bed and yeah. slept the whole night. And you were like, you're pregnant. And then my friend, No, I didn't say that until the next morning. I think you went to work and you opened the door and you'd thrown up. Oh yeah, and then I got sick the next day. Yeah. Which the people I work with, because I was working part time during the day as well, they were like, Oh no, 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 if it's morning sickness, this is too early. And I'm yeah. like, Okay, like I'm not getting my hopes up. I just clearly don't feel well and I'm tired and I'm like, maybe this is if nothing else, it's a good sign that ovulation is going well, my body's yeah. working hard. And then you were like, You're pregnant. And, and you were right then and there. And then my girlfriend, who was pregnant, who I think she was like four months along, I can't remember now, mm-hmm. she said the same thing, you're pregnant. And I thought, you guys, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I don't want to get my hopes up on this because I'm okay with just having that positive ovulation test. Yeah. Like, that was my win. I didn't want to get excited about anything else. But then I decided, well, maybe I'll take a pregnancy test. Like, you guys are kind of in my head now. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Took a pregnancy test a little bit early. Negative. Okay, that's okay. And I, I remember thinking for the first time, this is okay because mm-hmm. we're still taking steps in the right direction and that's okay that I'm not pregnant. And then it was the next day I told my friend and she goes, no, I think, I think you're pregnant. I'm going to give you a better test, like these early detection tests. She had an extra one from when she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she goes, maybe wait a little bit. <laughs> like, you know, maybe don't get so excited. Maybe wait a day or two. So I think I waited a day, yeah. and it's like the maximum. Like <laughs> that was a long time <laughs> that for you. A long time. Maybe it was two days. Took the test, negative. Yeah. Like, okay. You know what? This thing should have detected it. These are like the thirty dollar tests that you buy in the store. Like it's clearly negative. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the doctor called us. Oh, speaking of babies, a doctor called me. Was it a doctor or a nurse? It was or, uh, like, either a nurse or an assistant. Like an admin clerk like, yeah. or something like that. And so I had to do blood work because yeah. we had to start the process over again. Yeah, which you love. Yeah, I love, love, I love needles. That's, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? But, yeah. Um, so I do some blood work because to do the test over again, mm-hmm. I have to kind of force a period. So they don't want you to be pregnant and force a period. Yeah, that'd be bad. Well, apparently it would be okay. Apparently it wouldn't work, but they still want you to better safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. Lincoln, we're podcasting. Baby's crying. I'm going to turn his chair on. That usually settles him. Just just put him in the corner for a little bit. Like we're all, we're about halfway there. Lincoln, if you could just like sit outside, it's only... If like you have a baby below. and you have, you need to buy a vibrating chair because it just like knocks him out. I said that and he's still fussing. That's okay. Um, so then the doctor calls me after the test and I'm 
just thinking, well, she's going to tell me it's a negative test, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. She goes, okay, so your HCG, I think is what it's called, your HCG levels are positive, blah, 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 you know, they're at this level. And I stopped, and I I interrupted her because she just kept talking. I'm like, wait, 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 positive. Mm -hmm. Like, wait, I'm pregnant? Like, that number means pregnant. Yeah, like, are you... Like, like you she's telling you how pregnant you, you are. You skipped over this. Yeah. Like, this is no big deal. What do you, like, this means I'm pregnant. Yes, you didn't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken all these pregnancy tests and they're negative. And she says, well, the levels are really low, like, not detectable on these pregnancy tests. Yeah, so still super, super early. So she's giving me numbers and I'm just still in shock about the fact that she just basically told me I'm pregnant. Yeah. And I didn't know I was pregnant. So then the best part about this is if I would have found out on your birthday because that's when I took the test or the day before. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do like this big thing like people do and like wrap a pregnancy test for you for your birthday and like, oh, you'll be so excited. And so when she told me the next day, I had all these plans to just like do something special for you and be like, oh, I got you this late birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was way too excited. I called you bawling on <laughs> <laughs> at work to tell you that we were pregnant. At that point, though, I still didn't believe, like, I was excited, but mm-hmm. I still was like, well, this isn't going to, like, my levels are so low, like, something will happen, and I don't know. I, and that kind of, like, that mentality sort of carried throughout. I feel like the entire pregnancy, like, you had a pretty good pregnancy, thank God. And an awesome pregnancy. And then even as you're going into labor, too, like, we're kind of like, we hit, we thought for sure the baby was coming early, because every ultrasound, they said, this thing's going to be, this thing is going to be like 10 pounds. It's going to be massive. He'll want out of there as soon as possible, which is awesome to hear. I think anybody just... Yeah, everyone wants to hear they're having a 10-pound baby. Yeah. And so as we get closer and closer to the due date, it's like, is this it? Like, are we, is this labor? And everybody's telling you, you will know for sure. I know, sure. that was so weird. I didn't, I didn't like that. Everyone's, oh, if it's a contraction, you'll know. Well, it turns out, no, you won't. And for those women out there or husbands, boyfriends, fiancés of women who are pregnant, you don't necessarily know. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like to put it out there to the world. I'm sure the average person knows, but like even when I was having full-on contractions, five centimeters dilated, I still questioned it. Mm-hmm. It was my water breaking in the middle of our bedroom floor that I went, oh, okay, this is So labor. I guess this is it. <laughs> yeah, because we spent a week of you waking up going, could this be it? And I would wake up very briefly and go, well, you've been saying this for a little while now, yeah. so it's probably not. Let me know if it's a real deal. Well, and the first time we were both like, Kate, hey, like, let's get ready. Yeah. And then it kind of, yeah, it was probably 10, it was probably more than a week. I think yeah, it was probably like 10, 10 days. days of, you know, back pain and cramping yeah. and these things where I go like, I don't know, like, am I just tough? Like, is this labor? Or, you know, people... To which we're both like, no, probably not. <laughs> well, it turns out, I don't Turns out I'm good at labor. But that's it. Okay, so let's get into that. So the Friday morning happens. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. We have kind of a pretty typical 2 a.m. wake-up call. And you're like, I'm not feeling good. I'm having, like, something's (laughs) happening. And I'm like, yeah, again, like, this has been happening for a little while. So I go back to sleep for... I didn't No, I didn't even wake you at this point. At this point, I got up and I thought, like, okay, I'm having weird feelings. And honestly, kind of gross, but I thought, this is gas? Like... That's kind of what it felt like. Is mm-hmm. really like that painful gas where you go like, I just need to go to the bathroom and then I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then so I did that and the pain didn't go away. And I thought, okay, uh, 
that's not normal. Yep. Maybe I'll go upstairs. And then I think it was walking up the stairs. I'm like, this feels different than what I was having before. It feels different than gas. It feels different than anything I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. But still not the, you'll definitely know it's a contraction. Right, right. And that's when I it was about, that That started about 2.30. And then I think it was about 3 that I finally woke you up. And I said, I think, I think for real this time, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah. What did I do? You woke up. Yeah. You, slowly. <laughs> there was no rushing in that situation. Well, because I said, hey, I'm going to have a shower. Yeah. And see if that helps the pain. Because, you know, if that helps the pain, then maybe this isn't it. Yeah. And, I and, don't know. and at this point in the pregnancy, like we've gone to prenatal classes yeah. and I had just learned that like labor is really long or can be very, very long. Like yeah. my whole timeline is like basically created on what I see on TV and movies and stuff. And so I don't really understand like how long women labor at home before they go to the hospital. And that has been a learning for me over the last little while. And then when it really happened, like it went back to long, long lines of what was on TV because your water broke. Well, and that, was, and that was it. Like we, our birth, or my birth plan slash your birth plan, but you were just whatever I wanted, basically. But, what a, who, who am I to say? Well, and I really wanted to labor at home, and we had a doula. Like I, we were doing a hospital birth. Yeah. But everything else I wanted to be as natural as possible. Yeah. I would have loved to have a, had a water birth, but our hospital didn't really allow that. And my doula is a friend, so she wasn't really practicing, so I couldn't really get the tub. So, but aside from that, I wanted just. You know, kind of the hippy dippy sort of mm-hmm. birthday. No drugs. No drugs. Stay home as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Be with my family and dogs and whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, then after the shower, you saw some water in the closet. But I was still very wet from my shower because I was very also pregnant. Like, it's we hard have, to dry yourself. We have dogs too. So, yeah, like, my mind, goes, my mind goes everywhere else first <laughs> before thinking, like, oh, that's. Because it water. wasn't even like. No, it was just a little. Tiny yeah, so we're, now we're kind of frustrated. Like, you've had this morning, and you had the shower, and it's like, And the Man. shower did kind of make things subside, too. Yeah, so, so it like, probably oh, wasn't it. probably isn't it. And then I stood next to the bed and went, you know, just wish we had some kind of concrete sign yeah. that this was real. And then literally, a second later, sploosh on the floor. Like, what are the chances? You should have said that a week ago. Well, a week before that. Uh, if only there was a sign. So then I'm kind of frustrated, too, because I know, like, this is great. It's happening. I don't have to be induced, which is something I really was nervous about and didn't want. But I'm also going, like, damn, my water broke. When your water breaks, you got to go to the hospital. You can't dick around and and stay home and labor at home. They want you at the hospital because now you're, you know, open and whatever. I don't really know. But you're more vulnerable to infection. They want you in in a better setting, I believe, is the reason. Sure. And so, so, but we're not racing off. Like, no, that it's still bizarre. Like, yeah. It still hasn't really clicked. Like I, I'm happy I'm in labor, but it hasn't really clicked. And yeah. you're kind of loading the car, and I think you're probably more rushed than I am. Like you're I feel like out. I'm on though. Like I feel like adrenaline, <laughs> like kind of hit in the best way possible. Where I'm like, I'm fully aware of how early it is, but I'm like, time doesn't even matter. <laughs> I'm snapping into dad and best husband mode right now. I'm going to get the car loaded. I'm going to get it started so it's warm for you. And we grab all the yeah, bags. Yeah, it was like snowing and gross. Yeah, yeah we look outside and it looks like Christmas. Like, this is what the Americans actually think Canada is. Yeah, this is our spring baby yeah. being born on a on a snowy April and morning. It has stop sense, but anyway. So, like, I snap into this, like, I am on this. I'm not dropping a single ball. Every last, like, thing that we don't have packed up, I'm grabbing. And I'm ready at the door, and I'm like, so what are you doing? I call to you in the bedroom, and you're like, I'm making the bed. Like, well, what? 
What? I think for me, I, because my contractions didn't hurt, as right. everyone's, oh, you'll know their contractions, oh, they're painful. What did it feel like? I don't know. It felt like either really bad gas or menstrual cramps. Like, it did not, mm. it wasn't debilitating at all mm-hmm. for me, and I know everyone's different, and I know there's probably women out there that are like, well, you suck, and sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it wasn't painful, and I yeah. keep in mind I am a wimp. Like I still yeah, get total and I cry for an hour. Like uh-huh. I'm I'm not good with pain generally. Yeah. Discomfort though, you're good. Yeah, I can be. You can be on your feet forever. for 14 hours straight and not complain at all. Yeah, but pain and I, I don't. That's just it. This was uncomfortable. Yeah, for me. Yeah, you can you can handle that. And so I think for me not rushing, it was because I thought, well, I'm not in pain. Mm-hmm. Everyone says that you know once real active labor comes on, you're going to be in pain. Therefore, I'm probably like three centimeters dilated. Like, there's no rush at this point in my head right. because I'm not in pain. Therefore, things aren't moving along. Right. And so, my contractions also seemed really sporadic, and I was still kind of in denial. Like, even Oh, that's the other broke. thing I was doing. I'm like, I snapped it. Like, we got to start timing these things. So we call the hospital. We call your doula. Like, we're getting into yeah, motion. Like, should mom, we come on in? They're like, yeah, 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 now is the time. So we make the call and we get in the we get in the car. Everything's loaded up and we're on our way. And you have been having this dream for a while that the baby's <laughs> gonna come. There's a there's like a ring road around our city between where we live and where the hospital is. And so you've been having this dream that the baby's gonna come like while on this highway. Yeah. And at this point, I'm still in denial that I'm far along in labor. Like, right, right. I my water's broke, but that doesn't you know my girlfriend her water broke. Yeah, and she wasn't even in labor. So uh-huh. like for me, that doesn't really mean anything because I've heard you know, as a newborn photographer, I've heard lots of stories, and mm-hmm. all I know is everyone tells me it's gonna hurt like you've never felt this pain before. So yeah. I, Maybe it's better that they warn you like that, though. Yeah, I had it in my head that it was going to be the worst thing ever. You just live your life in terror for yeah, nine months, fine. and then, yeah. I was really anxious about... Yeah, of course. Early on, I was, I really was anxious. anxious. Yeah, I mean, it's not an exciting... You're excited because your baby's coming, but... Right. I was enjoying pregnancy so much, too, that I yeah. thought that this was going to be even worse for me because I didn't want pregnancy to mm-hmm. be over. But on the way to the hospital, the contractions were definitely a little bit harder. Yeah. But not much. Like, we parked on the street. We walked to the door. Yeah, it was your idea. Like, I was going to, like... Drop me off at the front and, like, oh, Not dro- Like, I was going to, like, well, get you and admitted park. and then yeah, yeah. do the whole thing. Not just, like, pull up and go, like, I'll see you in 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, go get McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like, I felt fine. Like, yeah. we had to stop, I think, once on the way to the door just because I had a contraction. And I was, like, you know, walking and having yeah. a contraction is not easy. Mm-hmm. Not to mention my water was continuing to break, which also, for people that don't know what... It doesn't just break and then that's it. It keeps coming after yeah. that. So, yeah. warning, so keep towels in the car. We already were prepared for that. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, slowly. So, we get there and they run you in through a couple tests just to see if baby's okay and all that kind of stuff. That was the worst part. Yeah, being it's strapped being down. Strapped down to a bed and that's when my contractions hurt the worst. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this is real now. Because you couldn't move, too. Because they don't want you to move. They're testing, I don't know, your uterus and the baby's movement. God test that uterus. And then they're testing your fluid that's coming out of you to see if it's amniotic fluid, which I'm telling the nurse, like, oh, it's definitely, like, at first they thought, like, maybe I peed myself. I, you, I've heard stories about that where you go to the hospital and they're telling you just peed. Mm-hmm. This was an ongoing leak. There is no question about it that mm-hmm. it was his water breaking, or my water breaking, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was a long, I don't know how long we were in the assessment room, but that was But one they of quickly the realized times. that you were... 
you were well on your way. Yes. That things were moving along. Once they actually started testing, they're yeah. like, oh, okay, no, you're actually in labor. We should admit you. <laughs> right. And, like, right away, you're five centimeters dilated. Yeah. I think it was five when we first got there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I'm halfway there. This is, this is when people, I'm pretty sure... Are in pain, so like right away. Yeah, like, this, this is, is when they spent a good couple of hours at home, like kind of writhing in pain. As far as I know, yeah, that's kind of what we were told at prenatal classes. And, uh -huh. You know, and, and my doula said too, like I probably was, like all that pain that I had ten days prior was yeah. probably pre labor, and yeah. my body just slowly getting to this point, which apparently, according to her, is why I had such a good labor. Yeah, because it, my body just slowly did it on its own rather mm -hmm. than this, you know, sudden, like, suddenly it's happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah, then we got admitted, and the nursing staff there are awesome. If mm -hmm. anyone is in the Edmonton area, the surgeon, <laughs> <is here. laughs> just staff, give them a shout out. Definitely to the surgeon. They're awesome. Yeah. So the next part is sort of like things progress yeah. pretty much without incident. Like you're having your contractions. Like really we're walking quickly, around. Though. Like we're walking, yeah. and then they they. They throw you in the bed and see how dilated you are again. Yeah, but then you're you're free to go. Like you didn't yeah. want like the whole plan was no drugs, so you don't. A lot of women got in there. Like we we heard another mm -hmm. woman like just she wasn't even as far along as you, and she's like, "Give me the morphine. Like I want my drugs. Yeah. I want my get me on my IV and all that kind of stuff." Which just immediately like ties you down. Like yes, yeah. it's sort or of restricts your movement. Pool with you or right. Whatever. But you were walking around like very freely, yes. and we kind of were doing laps around the hospital, like around that the unit. And every corner or so, you would have a contraction. So everything's going very, very well. And then you start to transition into active labor, right? And that's, was no, there's active, we were already in active labor, but then you transition, I think it's called to transition, transition transitioning yeah. to like the pushing stage. So at this point, like I'm basically living in the shower, yeah, there's a exactly. shower in my room and I'm just like, you're... At this point, I'm in more pain. I'm definitely not comfortable. Like, right. For all those is, listening, I'm not like, oh, la di da. Like, I have a contraction. Sneeze and, oh, I guess I was yeah. a contraction. <laughs> like, my doula was pushing on my back. You were hosing down my tummy, which was beautiful. Like, yeah. it was just, I had all this heat on me, and it was nice. Like, at one point, I talked to my sister on the phone. I was just going to say, you, you were like, we should probably let my sister know. And so I dial her up and call her and say hello and then you reach for the phone and I'm like what is happening <laughs> like you're in labor you're this well is, on your way this is the other thing I think that not enough people talk about is contractions aren't fun even for me yeah they, even though I feel like I had really easy contractions they still aren't fun when they're happening but they are 30 seconds to 60 seconds long and then you get a break yeah it's not this like on in the hospital or sorry in the movies it's like this constant screaming pain for hours and hours, like yeah. even for those who are in a lot of pain, you still get a break of no pain. It's, yeah. it's really weird to go from, oh, I'm having a contraction, oh, this hurts, to, okay, now it's done. Yeah. And now I have, and, you know, at that time, I had maybe a minute or two between. and Well, maybe more than that at that point. I can't remember. But so we're starting at this point, like things are going well, like not, not too comfortable, but family's on their way, like because... Yeah. You know, babies coming. Things are going like even more quickly than yeah, they're happening really fast. In fact, the nurses are like making bets on me being the first to deliver. Yep, the, there's a race. There's three. Yep. Or, there's a three woman like, race. Oh, for sure, I'm going to win. Yeah. yeah, we're jinxing it every single step of, of the course. way. Yeah, counting down those last few centimeters, like eight, nine, nine, ten, like yeah. which is I think probably the worst part for you. That was the worst part for me is eight, nine centimeters. Yeah, because you don't want to be pushing at that point. It's amazing how your body wants to do something. And you're, the nurses are telling you not to. It's 
the worst feeling in the mm-hmm. world to have this urge to push, but everyone's going, no, 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 you can't push yet. Breathe through it. It's sort of like when we went to San Francisco and we went to the Ghirardelli chocolate place and we had those like ridiculous milkshakes. <laughs> or like, yeah, we had like Sundays, brownie yeah. sundaes. And like my stomach doesn't do so great with that. No. So my body, I know exactly what you mean. My <laughs> body is telling me, push this number two out. And I'm telling my body, Not I yet. still got pants on. I'm still like at least 20 minutes away from home. But I love my wife and she loves me. She'll be with me no matter what. I'm just going to like kind of, I don't even know what to call that walk. You kind of like clench the butt cheeks. Yeah, you just, you breathe through it. So I know exactly, totally. I know exactly Very what eight, similar. nine, ten yeah. centimeters dilated kind of yeah, feels I mean, like just before. It's funny, you joke, but it really is a very similar feeling. But then the satisfaction of when you are allowed to go well, ahead. Well, and that's what everyone, like doula and the nurse, the nursing, the nurse that we had was amazing. She yeah. just kept telling me how great I was. And I don't know if I was, but she definitely made me feel very good. I think you did. I she think was you like, were, great. we're going to tell stories about you. I'm like, this is what I need to do. That's get. what I kept telling you too. Get, get my ego up mm-hmm. so like that I can just breathe through this. Because I want to be that story that you tell. I don't yeah. want to ruin it now. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. So then, then pushing starts. Finally, pushing starts, and yeah. I'm like, oh, thank. I don't and know. This is the first. This is the first time. You, this is the first time you've pushed. Yes. And are you surprised? Like you described later, like that it felt good. Oh, like it was were, such a good feeling. But were you scared to start pushing before you started pushing? No. Or were oh, you just I couldn't so, wait. I yeah. just like let's push. Yeah. Like, I because I was. They said I wasn't pushing when I, because they tell you to breathe through it eight, nine centimeters and yeah. don't push. And I felt like there was a couple times where I definitely was pushing and that felt good. Yeah. And whether I was or not, you know, you're kind of giving into that urge. And then when you're actually allowed to give into that urge, it's like almost euphoric. Like yeah. I didn't feel any pain pushing because I was so a, excited that it was, almost, I couldn't, I, at this point I was going like, I can't believe how quick this went. Yeah. So we got to the hospital around three thirty. by the time you start pushing, it's quarter after 10 or so. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, when you say it like that, doesn't sound quick. Yeah. But it, but things are, there quick. is something new happening a lot. Yeah. Like, from the time we got to the hospital. Anyways, we don't yeah. want to repeat any of that. Yeah. So we get to, get to pushing, and we're starting to say, book a lunch date for you and yeah. your baby. Oh, yeah, because it's, whatever, 10.30, call it. Uh-huh. And at this point, I'm, I, ca- I think I kept saying how tired I was, because I really was tired. Yeah. Your eyes are glazing over at this point. Yeah. Like, you're taking, I think it was a little later, but every once in a while, you would actually nod off in between, in between pushes. And, like, I, I don't know, this is the other part that's weird, because it's only because of movies that I even recognize this. Obviously, I've never seen anybody overdose in real life. <laughs> but, like, your eye, like you were obviously so full of natural endorphins, like your eyes were like you were drugged up, like it was as if you were hooked up to something, because like you weren't all there, but yet you couldn't have been more focused on what you were doing, and I just, it was hard to see you like that because even though like you were in full control, like you were altered, I guess is the best way to put it, like you weren't yourself. And I could see that because I didn't feel like. Like, even talking about it, I remember it, but it was almost like an out-of-body experience, too, yeah. which I've never done cocaine or anything like that, but I think that's what people talk about, is, like, right. you kind of, like, leave your body, uh-huh. and, yeah, like, I was just, push, let's push, let's yeah. do this, let's get it done. So and we're kind of, like, pushing for 10 seconds, take a quick breath, another 10 seconds. Yeah. And sometimes a third yeah. push if I had Yeah, sometimes to. you were just you would just go, and it would surprise us. 
Well, because I was, at that point, I'd been pushing for a long time, I think, because I wasn't doing three pushes at the beginning. Yeah. And I was, I was getting, I just kept saying how tired I was, and yeah. people just kept saying, it's okay, your baby's going to be here by lunch. And my doula kept saying, it's okay, you're going to have this most beautiful boy at lunch, you're going to have the best lunch date mm-hmm. ever. And that, I, you know, and that's obviously what she was trying to do. It, it pushed me to push. Yeah, good one. <laughs> like, it got me, it got me through. Yeah, and so this is, again, like, where my my interpretation of the timeline was totally messed up, because I thought... Like, as soon as you get into pushing, I, I, I remember specifically thinking about all the different movies and TV shows that I had watched before and kind of reconciling in my mind, well, obviously that's not 100% real, but like, how far off is it? Yeah, and as there's the, some realism to it. Right. Like, is it quickly, is, or is it over the course of a couple hours? And as things like were progressing, like, I could see him coming. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we should talk about that a little bit, too. Like, we had right. talked about, like, there's a lot of women out there that don't want their husband down in that general area with fear yeah. that they'll never look at them the same way again. Yeah. But you and I are very... Yeah, and we kind of talked about that, like, in the hospital, like, quickly afterwards. It was, like, it was never really, like, a, oh, do I look? Like, it wasn't like they threw up a curtain or anything, yeah. and I, like, couldn't cross that line <laughs> or anything. It was just... This is where he's like. Where else am I gonna look? Well, like, and I, you, and the doula, we each had a leg, and like, yeah. For some time, for some of the pushes, when I was on my back, you guys had the leg. You, I don't think you could have. Well, and I was naked too, for the record. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't modest at all. I, I guess I have like, to mark this episode explicit now. Yes, I was like, I don't care if anyone comes in. That's their problem. I get to see all of me in this disgusting glory because I looked a mess. You look awesome. <laughs> no, I have pictures. <laughs> we both know that I did not look very. Right. I would scare children. <laughs> so you're pushing. You're pushing really good. Yeah, push it, and doctor keeps telling me. Yeah. I'm, I'm. These are good pushes. Yeah. So I'm they're saying. They're saying all the right things. They're saying yeah. everything is great. To which I'm interpreting as like, I guess I was totally wrong. I guess I didn't have any idea how long this was going to take. And I'm starting to imagine Lincoln kind of like just inching his way out. And I just kind of thought it would be like more of a, you get crowning and then he's on his way yeah, out, like, is, which yeah. maybe that is the way that it happens Probably. for a lot of people. But, like, he was coming so slowly. Yeah, well, and then I'm pretty sure, like, I'd push, but then he'd go back up. Yeah, and, like, we could, and again, like, I don't know, this is my first time. I don't know if that's normal. Apparently, like, obviously it's not the way things are supposed to go. But I just thought, like, maybe one of these times you're just going to get, like, this magical push, and then mm-hmm. he would crown, and then he would come. Well, I think, and I think that is what happens, because yeah. I think we were listening to someone else's birth story, and that is what happens. Like, they go kind of up and down, up and down, and that's why you do that second push, is yeah. to hopefully keep them down that time. Yeah. And, like, I just never got that. He never stayed down for me. Well, and it was hard. Like, I I mean, you were in your altered state, your out-of-body experience, and I don't know if it, it was as frustrating for you, but, like, it was hard for me to watch you, like, to for the staff there to go, why don't you try this and get you to stand up? And why don't you try this and get you to squat? Or why don't you go on all fours? Or why don't you like, you were probably in like six or seven positions. And I'm, I'm just thinking like, this is what I do with my idiot friends when we're trying to fix our car. (laughs) And like, none of us really know what we're doing. Like, why don't we try putting this bolt there? Like, I, I don't know. And that's, I remember that specific feeling of, why don't we just hang her, like, why yeah. don't you grab something from the ceiling and just, like, <laughs> shake around or something? Like, I don't know. This all seems insane to me. So I was getting kind of like, is anybody going to come up with, like, a real solution here? Because we've been in, we've been here for about as long as a Lord of the Rings movie at this point. And see, it didn't feel that long for me. It was it was Which, odd. thank God. Like, well, obviously, it's fine for me. Like, I, I'm more I concerned for why, you. That's my... Like, 
I think your frustration came from no one stepped in and said, we need to do something. I just want somebody, somebody to help you. And I think for the doctors, they knew my plan. They, they knew I didn't want drugs. They knew I didn't want... Yeah, and you had I gotten this far. I wanted as little intervention as possible. I'd yeah. gotten this far on my own. And I think they just saw how determined I was and that I was pushing well. Yeah. And I think that they didn't intervene knowing that I probably, like, I would probably ask for them to if I wanted them to. Like, I was rearing to go, like, let's get That's the studio. That's true. And they mm-hmm. said for every appointment we went to, it was, we don't interfere. Like, mm-hmm. you do your thing. We're there to make sure. And that was one of your biggest things. Like, you were worried about hospitals sort of forcing. Yeah, like, there's the whole, like. back in the stirrups, like, old school in the bed. Yeah. And I don't know if possible. Or even forcing C-sections. Like, there's, yeah. there's sort of, like, conspiracy theories or whatever. There's, like, ugly kind totally. of stats that say, like, it's way better for hospitals to get you in for C-section so you clear the bed and make room for the next yeah, person. Yeah, there's more money. More yeah. So they, obviously there's a lot of reason to believe that C-sections are in the best interest of the hospital, but maybe not in the right. best interest of the mom. And they demonstrated that that's not the case. At yeah, least the, the place at least we were at. at our hospital, yeah. yeah. They, it was definitely very, oh, I can't even think of the words anymore. You can tell I'm sleep deprived. They were very clear that they wanted what I wanted. Yeah, like, totally. It, this is about you. This is your birth. Mm-hmm. And even when intervention did come in, it was very, this is your choice. Yeah. Like, I so never feel pressure. So that moment comes um, just after they bring in a doctor and a cert, like, what is it, OB? Well, so we saw a group of general practitioners. Uh-huh. So some people see an OBGYN right from the beginning. We chose a different route. So yep. we chose, like, a group of doctors just wanting to ensure that the person we delivered with was someone we saw, which, funny enough, we there was the one doctor we didn't see. In yeah, clinic, out of, like, amazing. 14 doctors, you saw all of them except yeah. for one. You didn't like one of them. I didn't like one. He's the one we started with. <laughs> Thank God there was a switch chair, a shift change, so that mm-hmm. worked out well. Yeah. Um. So then our general practitioners can use vacuum, funny yep. enough, but they can't use forceps, yep. and they obviously can't do C-sections. Mm-hmm. So we were told during our appointments in the clinics that, you know, if... if Forceps or C-section is required. You'll see the OBGYN that's mm-hmm. on call that day. And, of course, in my head, I'm like, well, that won't be an issue because I don't want forceps and I'm not getting the C-section. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, I don't know what forceps even look yeah. like. I can only imagine. It's like like tongs, like salad tongs. Pretty pretty much. All right. Well, that's what I picture. Yeah, but actually, they actually like, kind of look like, uh, I think, like lacrosse. Like That's hilarious. Anyway. So the OBGYN comes in. Watches you push a couple times. Watches you push a few times. Her which, and the doctor. Yeah. You've got like an audience now. People. Yeah. So now I'm really like, now I'm like, I got this. Like, yeah. I, I remember thinking like, I'm going to show them. Like, and he's going to come out with rainbows he's gonna and He's going to come out sparkles. right now. Like, the OBGYN, mm-hmm. she comes in the room and they're going to be like, why'd you call me? You're like, this baby's out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, like, I don't remember a lot. I do, I do remember thinking that though when she came in. I'm like, I got this. Like, yeah. this is it. I'm just going to, this head's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't, obviously. <laughs> and at this point, you're pushing on your back, too. Yeah, so the one thing, I didn't have a lot of pain yeah. during my labor, but the one thing, for whatever reason, and it turned well, out it was probably his position, yeah. is when I was on my back, and the only time I was ever on my back is when they had to check me. So mm-hmm. they would either want to check me during a contraction and a push, or just see, you know, for dilation and stuff like that. Yeah. And so they would make me go on my back, and it almost put me into tears knowing that, like, I had to do this because it was the best way for them to check me. Yeah. But I would have this incredible back pain after the contraction and after I pushed. It came after. So I could do the push. It was all good. And then it was just, 
I can't even, I can't describe the pain. And I feel bad for women who, if that's what their whole labor is like, then, oh my God, yeah. labor is awful for other people. Because <laughs> I would just grab the rail. Of and the it bed. was a delay. Like you would push. Yeah. It wasn't during the push. It was when all of the pressure was yeah. like, done. And then like the pain would come up and bite you in the yeah. ass. Almost literally, it was like yeah, this it was low like back super pain. Low, it was yeah. awful. Yeah, you would you crawl over, like you roll over and grab the the side of the bed. Yeah, and that's when, like, I know everybody warned me, like, whatever you do, don't grab your wife's hand because she'll break your thumb. I'm like, I'm gonna grab your hand. Like, I don't know what else. I to think do at that point, point, that's when I yelled at you a couple times. Like, that's like I think that it was pretty good, but that was when like no one touched me. Like, I'm in, yeah. the only person that could touch me during that was my doula, who just knew exactly what pressure points to hit on my back. Yeah, and that got me through. But that was awful. Lucky that was only the yeah. odd time they had to check me. So now we're nearing the end. The doctor's like, we gotta have a chat. Yeah. And she's kind of running right through away, the options. I'm almost in tears because I know what she's going to tell me. Uh-huh. I know it's... And she's also doing this, by the way, while you're having oh, more yeah, contractions, pushing. more pushes. Yeah, like... like, well, it's in between, which at this point, it's like there's like 20 seconds in between. Yeah. So she gets to go through all the options, forceps, vacuum. Well, those weren't the options. Though. But like all the things that she would yeah. typically go through. And right. then like, I don't see it coming, but you obviously knew that like, she's obviously... She, if, if those were the solution she was going to do, she would have been doing them. But yeah. she's telling you for a reason that that's not going to happen. Yeah, so I have Crohn's disease, and apparently because of that, forceps are not a good option for me based on, I don't even really know still, but something You about, signed about it, so. Yeah. Like, you signed your name yeah. attached to all those reasons. Basically, it's just not good. Like, yeah. it can cause some major damage. Yeah. Chances are probably low, but they have to warn you, and yeah. then you go like, oh, I always have the worst luck, so maybe that would be an issue. Yeah. And then the vacuum, I think, was a very similar reason why they couldn't do it, or maybe he was too high, or a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, I don't really remember. But mm-hmm. basically, they said these two options are not an option, which, of course, leads, leads to, C-section. to C-section. And I remember, I just really trust my doula, because she's a very close friend of mine. She's knew my birth plan. She knew everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at her and going, Mel, what do you think? Which is weird to go like, I need I need potential surgery, but I'm gonna look at this person, the person, not even my husband. I'm gonna look at my well, friend. Oh, I know. Well, what do either of us know? And yeah. I, anyways, I look at Mel, and she looks at me with these sad eyes and goes like, "That is definitely the best. Like, this baby's not coming out. It turns yeah. out he was sideways, which I think when I tell people that they picture him like. Like his back sideways, or his, like... but like his face was sideways. If right. You, like so, normally their face is supposed <laughs> to be. Down, uh, yeah, down. Yeah. And so he was like in the worst position. He was sideways. Yeah, he so was, certainly that's worse not, than upside it, down. It wasn't going to happen. Kind of, kind of. No matter what, no matter how yeah. much longer you, you could have been pushing for another three days, and it it would wouldn't have been good for you. Yeah. So C section happened, or C section is the solution, and you are devastated. devastated. And then it's so weird. It's weird how your body is because. I haven't felt pain yet, other than that back pain that was only when I was laboring on my back, which mm-hmm. was hardly ever. And it was just in that moment where I signed the release to say I'm getting a C-section. Yeah. And then all the pain in the world hit me. And it's yeah. it's amazing what your body does to get you through because I didn't have pain at that point. At that point, I was going to have this baby. Mm-hmm. And I was getting through the pain. And then now that I know I'm going in for surgery and... None of this pain doesn't matter anymore. I'm pushing for no reason now. Yeah. 
it was excruciating. Yeah. And I remember thinking, my mom, at that point I had asked for my mom, which apparently she was, my, my doula told me after that she was very happy that I asked for her. <laughs> I asked for my mom to come in because I was so upset that I needed a C-section. And I went from not being hooked up to anything to, you know, here we're going to put a catheter in you or an IV in you. Oh, you need a blood work. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, now you have to be in this bed on your back. And the anesthesiologist was like, you know, I guess, like, he never got to see, I was almost upset he never got to see me in my glory, because now I'm yeah. in pain, and I feel like he was like, well, like, why didn't you just do this earlier? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, then every contraction, they're telling me, like, if you can avoid pushing, because we don't want him to go any lower, because yeah. that could cause issues with the C-section, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, it probably... Given your situation, it probably won't do anything anyway. Like you yeah, do what you need to through. do. Yeah. But it was weird pushing at that point because you still have this urge to push. But now I'm in pain and mm-hmm. I'm pushing, but I'm not pushing for any reason. Yeah. And now they just seem to be coming over and over again. Like I felt like they were every ten seconds, and maybe they weren't because yeah. at this point now I'm actually in now that yeah now you're living like actually in the moment. Yes. And, and I just want to get this situation over body. with. Like yeah. let's just. And do that's this. what I'm thinking at that time too. Is like this. Like, you've done the work. Like, you've yeah. earned whatever yeah, it is. this was, like, three and a half hours later. Whatever badge or medal yeah. or trophy that you should be getting. Like, you've earned it six times over Which is now. not at all. Like, I think a lot of people thought when they said, well, I don't want drugs. They're like, oh, like, no one would judge you for eating an epidural. That's not the reason why I don't right. want it. I just, for me, it just didn't work with how well, I be- know I am. You benefited a lot from the mobility of not being attached to stuff. Exactly. Too. So... The C-section is sort of determined this is what's going to happen. And then that, for me, is what felt like the rest of this didn't seem like a long time. But that the, from it was probably about a half an hour from the time they said C-section to when you actually were carted into the room. Which and it felt like three hours. That felt funny Because I was in so much pain. And I just wanted it to be over. And my mom, I guess, was yelling at all the doctors. <laughs> or sternly she talking to them. She took charge. She, she was a, a nurse, mama bear. And, and she, yep. she saw that I was in pain. Mm-hmm. And she just kept saying, like, what is taking so long for her to get these drugs? So what are you thinking as they wheel you into the into the operating room? Really, I remember being scared. I was really, really scared for the spinal. So I didn't get an epidural. Epidural, I got a spinal, which apparently is different. I don't know what's. I know an epidural, they stick like a a catheter in your spine, and this was just an injection. So I don't know if that's the only difference. Um, And I didn't know that at the time. I thought I was getting an epidural. Yeah. So I was really, really nervous for that because you know they're putting something in my spine. So which is funny. I think everyone would go like, you just labored for 12 hours, you yeah. pushed for three and a half, and you're worried about this needle that people get all the time in your back mm-hmm. that you probably won't feel because, you know, like other things are going on. But that was probably my number one fear is just getting that over with yeah. and getting, I really wanted the pain to stop. At that point, I was nervous about the epi- what I thought was going to be an epidural. Yeah. And also, I just want it over with because I want to get it over with, but also because, like, this this is unbearable. This I'm laying on my back, which is the worst yeah. position for me, and I'm pushing for no reason, mm-hmm. and I'm just uncomfortable, and then you aren't there because you can come in right away, and I'm all by myself, my doula's not there. How like, many people are in the room with you? So you're in, you're in the OR with, like, a whole bunch of medical yeah, people. They're yeah, scrubbing you up. Yeah, he also pooped in his... Like we, he had, it's called, I think, mucosum, mucosum. Yeah. 
And so so you pooped in me. And so that's a big problem because when they come out, you know, they take their first breath and you don't want poop in their lungs. So there was a respiratory therapist there. There was a pediatrician there. Our doctor was there because we did cord banking. So she was the only one that knew how to do that. So she was there, I believe. Um, The anesthesiologist was there. The OBGYN was there. The resident was there. So a whole whole team. Probably like 15-ish people. Yeah. Which is very intimidating. I was just going to say, so intimidating from what aspect? Like, because you're not under any pressure to perform anymore. No, I think it's intimidating that you go, like, especially when even... Is it, like, overwhelming? Overwhelming, but even when we first got to the hospital and we found out that he had pooped. Yeah. And they bring in, like, this big fancy, I don't know, bassinet sort of thing, like hospital incubator, whatever, and they're like, you know, this is for if he needs it, we're going to rush him out of the room, and... it's scary. Like, you just want your baby to be okay. And then yeah. you think, like, maybe I labor too long. Maybe I, like, maybe I've done something to wreck this. Yeah. So when you see that many people, you go, like, maybe they're worried something's going to be really wrong when this baby comes out. Yeah. Who I think you're going to hear on the mic, heavy breathing. <laughs> the heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeding him as we've been doing this. He's part of the podcast. Yeah. I'll say Chelsea this and Lincoln Capri on this show. So you're in the room for about 20 minutes before I'm allowed in. And it feels like five minutes, which is good. Oh, okay. Like, good. Like it That's actually good. felt really quick, but I think it's because I was nervous yeah. for the needle. Yeah. And so I get my spinal, yeah. which wasn't bad, but I had a contraction in the middle of it, which was scary to have someone stick a needle in your spine while you're pushing through a contraction. And wasn't somebody telling you to move or not to yeah, move? Yeah, the nurse and the doctor had, like, a miscommunication, and one of them said I could move and one of them said I couldn't, but I only heard move. At and the time, you're getting the needle. At the time, I'm getting the needle, but you're frozen, so you don't know you have a needle in your back. Oh, okay, and yeah. so I straightened up, and the anesthesiologist is like, no, 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 no. Oh, my god! And I'm having a contraction, and I'm just, like, so upset. And then... After they give me the needle, I can't feel my toes, but I feel the pain still in my back from my, yeah, from the so contraction. You're thinking, this is not working. I'm like, you just put a needle in my back. Shouldn't that be like the first place I don't mm-hmm. feel pain? And so then I'm nervous, like you know, you see those TV shows where like I had surgery and I I was woke I could up feel in the everything. Open heart surgery. Yeah. yeah, like and I am awake, so I would just tell them I'm in pain. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. But all these stupid things of go course. through your head. I was thinking the same thing when I got my mouth frozen, yeah. getting my teeth done, like. <laughs> I can only imagine. So while you're getting all that done, I'm out like just outside the room and what looks to be like a really nice gesture by the nurse and everything. They're like, give me cookies and juice and everything because I haven't eaten anything this whole time. And like, I I went away like maybe twice. Like I had to go to the bathroom like the entire time. I'm like, I feel like that's not, yeah, of course I had to go to the bathroom. What else? I actually did mean it like that, but that too. But yeah, like, (laughs) so I, I, I think I took a couple, like maybe two breaks over this whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was 13 hours. Yeah. And so the nurses are giving me cookies and food and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And then it dawns on me. Like, they just are trying to keep me vertical. Yeah. They don't want me to pass out when yeah. I finally get in there. And so I I get in the room. And it's like, it's very strange to be in a room that's so familiar to you, but it's been made familiar to you from TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Like, in OR, it's not anything surprising because you've seen it on, on ER and all these other shows, Grey's Anatomy and whatever. And so from that aspect, it was familiar, but I'm like, this is, like, you're on the table. Mm-hmm. And there's a cloth up, and With you're kind of... eyes that are puffed over so badly. You've been, like, you've been, don't look been like through hell, and you're now hooked up to every machine, and there's beeps and boops and all these <laughs> things. 
and they have and I'm strapped started. down. They, like, yeah, your your arms. Like, I didn't realize that until later. I didn't realize your arms. Are yeah, strapped and I don't know why they do that, but it's that is like the scariest thing ever when they strap you down, yeah. like like you're to a crazy cross. Lady. Yeah, yeah, you're and. <laughs> And it's like, wh- like, what would I do with my, like, what do you think I'm going to do with my hands yeah, that you need to strap me down? Keep them out of the way. So I actually don't know why they strap you down. I want to ask someone about you that. You need that for Lincoln when he's, when yeah. he's feeding. You can strap his, quick, strap his arms now, around. So I get in, and things happen pretty quickly at that point. They're like, everybody's giving each other thumbs up, like, green light, or echo team, go. Foxtrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everybody's good. And then... They give you kind of a heads up. By the way, we might need to push him back up because he's yes. pretty far down. So one of the nurses comes, I think it was a nurse, says, like, just so you know. And, like, apparently I'm, I'm going to feel that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. You yeah, know, you're going to feel a little pressure. I made all that effort to get him down that way, and now you're just going to reverse it and probably cause me just as much pain doing it. And so I don't know if you felt this, but the way that this manifests <laughs> itself was, and I've described this to you before, but for the listeners, if anybody's ever had like their oil changed at like just one of those Lubex kind of when you drive up and they change, you're still in the car and they change your oil, like they shook like your whole body. It would like, they obviously had you opened up and I can just imagine the two people, like one end trying to pull and the other end, the other person. Well, they pushing. didn't have to push as it turns out. Well, I, that's surprising to me because your entire so, body, anyway. your entire body was just like moving like crazy. And then finally See, I it stopped. That. I remember that so well. And then finally that stopped. And you could see the operation in the reflection of the lights overhead. Yeah, so when I got there, there's like these big, whatever, OR lights above me that yeah, yeah, are, yeah. whatever, chrome looking, like between the light bulbs. And I could actually see my body. Pretty like, decent where, reflection. Well, and I could see it perfectly at that point. And yeah. so I told them, I'm like, I'm not very squeamish, but... Mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't see my operation. Like, I don't know. So they moved the light, but I could still kind of see it. So I made the decision at that point that this is pretty cool. If I don't want to w- watch it, I can look away. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll just let them leave the lights as it is. So I saw them actually take him out of me. Right, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Which is pretty, was pretty neat. I'm glad I got to see that. Like, Because yeah. I feel like I missed out on that part because I didn't have a bathroom. Not that you'd really see him come out the other end. but No, like, but they usually take him out and they hold him up totally right away. And yeah. So I feel like I kind of, kind of got that a little bit. Yeah. So it comes out, you can see him come out yeah. and you don't hear anything. Yeah. Well, I think they're actually maybe preventing him from crying at yeah, this point. Yeah, but do you know like, that at this time? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just nervous in out? general. I'm not freaking out, but I'm like waiting for that cry. Like, yeah. here we go. And it yeah. felt like 10 minutes, but yeah. obviously it was probably 10 seconds. Yeah. And, and then, then they, you know, they suction him, and then they let him breathe. Yeah, nose. get all the poop out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wails, and then they tell you to go over. But you, when he wails, you are, that's it. That yeah. is, is officially over. You've crossed the finish line. Yeah. And you just, like, I don't know how to describe it, but you were, like, we were both, like, overcome. Like, that yeah. was, there he is. Like, you did it. Yeah, I get emotional thinking about Aww. it. Aw. But now he's here. Hugging my boob. (laughs) (laughs) So at this time, you're still strapped down. Baby's out screaming his... I know. All I want to do is not be strapped and have the baby next to me. And they call me over. They're like, Dad, come come see. And I look at you and I go, what do you want me to do? Because I feel bad that you're strapped in and you can't see him. and And you tell me... No, go ahead. Well, no, I wanted someone, like, to be with him, like, yeah. for those first moments. And I knew it can't it can't be me, so yeah. 
definitely needs to be you. Like, someone needs to be over there to yeah. see him for the first breaths of his life. Yeah. And then you scream over to me. Because we think we're having a nine, maybe ten pound baby at this yeah. point. Because he's overcooked by six days. So we're told nine pounds. But now at this point, he's probably ten or eleven. Yeah. And then you shout over, he's only seven too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, what the hell? Like, it's almost depressing that I couldn't get him out, too. Like, obviously, that wasn't the reason, but mm-hmm. it's still like, oh, he's so small. Like, I feel yeah. like I could have got him out. And immediately, I think he's obviously adorable. Of course. Well, he is pretty adorable. But his head <laughs> oh, no. was real messed up. His head was, like, I know they talk about conehead babies and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and I'm like, ah, uh, I love him. Obviously, he's my son, but... That's going to be fixed, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> like, are you, do you need to push on the top of that? Or is that just going to kind of take care of itself? So they do the whole, like, they weigh him and they measure him and all that kind of, they clean him up a little bit. And they've already... <laughs> they're, <laughs> I'm just thinking what this would look like. They've already cut the cord because they're on, like, the other side of the room with him when they do the When they call me over, yeah. they're on the other side of the room. Yeah, it's the not like you've got this extension over. cord, like... <laughs> Coming up for you. So they've already cut him. They've they brought it clamped. They give me a chance to kind of like cut part of what they've already yeah. left. So that was that was neat. It felt it felt like I went. So like if you were to have like an adult roller coaster, but you've got like a kiddie version <laughs> yeah, of it, like right say, next to it, like the fake version. It was. It was kind of like okay, well, you still get to do this, but it's like it's not the real deal. Like but we kind of knew that because we were doing the cord banking. We weren't even sure if you'd get to cut the cord, right? If, but. Any. Like, they obviously had cut it. They yeah. obviously, everything was clamped. And, like, you want to cut it? And I'm like, it felt it felt sort of childish, yeah. oddly enough. So, but anyways, they, they do all the measurement. And then they bring them over to you for some skin Yeah, skin. well, the nurse that we really liked, who yeah. was, like, 12 years old. Yeah. She comes up to me and goes, do you want skin to skin? And, like, I'm crying and I'm tired and I can't see. That was the big thing. I couldn't really see my I pushed all the blood vessels in your eyes. Like I saw pictures after and my eyes were like seriously two black eyes, huge, like like little slits coming out of these two massive eyes. And so of course I say yes, like I that they knew I really wanted to do skin to skin as soon as possible, Mm -hmm. even like prior to having a C section. So she brings them over and I just kept thinking, like, I can't see what he looks like. I could see that he has hair, mm-hmm. but that was really all. Like, you yeah. talk about, like, his cone head. Like, I never got to see that. Like, I never got to see him looking weird. <laughs> yeah, he looked he looked pretty weird. Yeah, no, my vision didn't come back till probably 24 hours later. Yeah. So, like, I could see, but just not well at all. So, pretty quickly, they get him ready to leave the room, but they kick me out first. They finish up with you, yeah. but things aren't going as planned. And I knew they weren't going as planned. That's the way. Like, I'm watching the whole thing in this this light. Yeah. And it's her and, I believe, a resident, because he seemed to be learning, which is always fun yeah. when you have surgery and you're getting sewn up. And So they're sewing me up, and then they just kept saying, section, section. And it's like, so then in the movies where, like, things are going horribly wrong, because that's when you hear section. Mm-hmm. I need more section. Mm-hmm. And we need more, whatever, compression over here and this. And I'm like, hmm. I don't think this is going well. And the anesthesiologist is standing over me as well. And he's kind of looking and doing like this, hmm, hmm. I'm like, hmm, okay. Like, mm-hmm. am I what everybody die? says? Like, when... I just had a baby. And like, like, seriously, people die after they have babies. And I'm not quite at that extreme. But I'm thinking like, I think something is I think really it's because you're so drugged up that that kept you from freaking out. Probably. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> and the fact that like, they just took a baby out of you. Yeah. And I'm so tired. Yeah. And I think like my, my, my endorphins are still just flying mm-hmm. and I'm watching them. And then they take my, my uterus back out. 
Yeah. And I'm like, well, that can't be good. Like, Did it surprise you what it looked like? No, actually, I would have pictured it pretty much exactly. What did it look like? Like, like a balloon. I think that, I, I'm pretty sure it was my uterus. What if it was a balloon? Maybe. I, it was pretty like messed a happy up birthday at that point. Balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they take that out of me again, and I'm like, that's not good. Like, that should be in me. Like, uh, yeah. they should be sewing me up at this point. So it turns out I had a bleed because we did this cord banking. Mm-hmm. They were focused on that. They didn't realize I had a bleed. Yeah. And because they were doing the cord banking, apparently I bled for like three minutes. Yeah. And no one noticed, which is always good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're really talking up our medical. I know, uh, right? Like, they were good. Everything mm-hmm. was awesome. But no one caught this bleed. And then they couldn't figure out where it was coming from because they had sewn me up. So anyways, there was something to do with the placenta, too, apparently. I don't know. The doctor explained it to me, but I was like, I'm good now. It's all Yeah, as long as I'm alive, that's probably good. So I had like good. pretty good during the whole thing, apparently. Weird <laughs> way to put it. Um, it's real great. Yeah, and like to the point where they said my levels, like my hemoglobin levels afterwards were basically transfusion yeah, like you needed somebody else's blood. But because I was young and healthy, they weren't going to bother. That's hilarious. Like, that's so weird. Like, I, and I don't want a transfusion. I'm happy that it yeah. didn't go down that road, and I'm happy that they kind of recognized that I'll probably be okay. And my hemoglobin kept dropping, but then it would go up, and then it would yeah. drop. And so it seemed, whatever, it worked out, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So they give the baby to me, basically. Yes. Like, they take it out to the room that we had started out in. This is when family's coming in. Well, they wanted you to do skin to skin. That was the plan, but all of our family had been waiting in the waiting room for like four hours at this point. Yeah, they, not longer. They, got to, they got to get a show. And I, I have my first, like, I don't know if a lot of dads get it this soon. Like, usually it's like when mom goes away for like work or she's got like to do some errands and she leaves dad with the baby. And it's like, that's when you have that moment, like, what the hell do I even do with this thing? Like, I had it in his first 20 minutes of life. <laughs> for and, five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, maybe 10 minutes after the fact that he was pulled out. And there's questions about, like, forms that we got to fill out, and people are asking <laughs> where, like, his clothes are, and, like, what are we going to change him into, and all these other things. And I'm like, I, I have no idea at this moment. Like, I think that there's things here, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Out of surgery first, and then we'll go over these things. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, I am five minutes into being a dad, and I'm horrible at this. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's stuff in, in, the, in the car, but admittedly, I always knew Chelsea knew where everything was, so like, why would I? Why would we double up on that knowledge? I could focus on other stuff. So hopefully she comes out of this because I don't know where the clothes are. I don't know where the clothes are. I don't. I'm like, I know that we brought stuff, but Chelsea brought it, so I'm having that whole moment. But everybody's in the room and everybody's smiling, taking pictures, and we do the whole like. Which I'm so happy about. I'm so sad I had I missed that, but I look at the pictures and have like your parents holding him and my mom holding him and. Yeah, I, those are even though they're cell phone pictures, and as a photographer, that really just irks me that that's all we have. But they're still just the most amazing pictures. But we spent a little while then in the hospital, and you were able to yeah, I you were able to take some pictures. Some, yeah. But when do you remember being wheeled back into the room, and then no, that's weird. Like I don't remember leaving. Yeah. Oh, I kind of remember leaving the OR because some doctor came in just as I was leaving and yeah. talked about how sick he was. And I'm like, you're like, my whole lower body is open <laughs> and yeah. you're coming in here talking about the flu you have. Like, great. Yeah. That's so I remember weird. that. I remember leaving the OR, but I don't remember the rest of like the ride back to the room. Yeah. So everybody gets to see the baby, hugs, cries, everything's happening. And then all of a sudden everybody's gone yeah. and then it's just, it's just us. Yeah. And it's this weird thing of like feeling like the marathon is over. 
but it's you're actually in a triathlon. Like yeah. you just finished the swim, and now you're helping so on the bike. All the other part. Now you got to do 200 kilometers on a on a bicycle because now you have a baby to take yeah. care of. And like, luckily, we had a lot of support with the staff there. But as soon as I don't remember when it happened, it might have been before or just after you got back. But one of the nurses said, "Yeah, like you guys are here for th- at least three days." And like that, I remember thinking, like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Well, they said 48 hours, but then they said, but because you hemorrhaged, it'll probably be three so days. So it must have been after then, because I remember them yeah. specifically saying three days, so I'm thinking, Monday, Yeah. that we're going to be in this. I'm like, I have never stayed anywhere, like, like you know, I've never stayed in a hospital for that long, and I'm looking at the chair that they've got for me to sleep on. <laughs> Which is like, literally, like, I don't know. Like two it's, feet wide? It's smaller than the chair that if you were if you were in first class on a plane, like it's smaller than that chair. Mm-hmm. And it's sort that of chair like was tiny. it was very small. And it looked very hard. And so like I don't do well with no sleep. And we have our first night in the hospital and <laughs> I think it was the first night, right? We're still in that room. Yep. When I have my totally brain dead moment. No, that was in the other room. That was when we moved over. No, but I, we were both I didn't sleep at all at that point. So I don't want to go too much into like the moment to moment after that, but like what's, what stands out to you as part of like the four days that we spent? We ended up being four days, right? Cause we didn't get home. Did we get home on the Monday or the Tuesday? Well, we were there Friday, Friday, like, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it wasn't yeah. on the fourth day. Yeah. We were so sitting So it was like home. three full days slash, uh, yeah, whatever, however you want to look at it. Yeah. But again, like sort of like the time that it took us to conceive and then for the baby to get here was all time for like us to be ready to Mm -hmm. have a baby similar to that was the four days that we spent in the hospital because meals were taking care of us the dogs were not our problem at this time Um, for the most part like it was as comfortable as you could maybe hope for it other than the fact that they needed to test you like or test you or Lincoln so many needles between the two of us oh I also wanted to say that I think separately we were obviously separated after the c-section and we were each asked what is his name and we had to awkwardly kind of go like lincoln i think but yeah, like, we haven't we haven't confirmed it confirm. yeah so we did that whole thing and so we, yeah we spent four days in the hospital um i think again i think that that was probably for the best and i had a brain dead moment <laughs> when one of the techs came in, they they were testing Lincoln's blood kind of throughout the four days. Yeah. Just to he was a little jaundiced. But for so this, they, they were testing me. Oh, okay. But okay, so but they wanted to grab the baby. No, I wanted you to see. You're still. See, I don't know what the still hell happened. Okay, well that's why we're doing this. So we were moved to this fancy room yeah. because they apparently every person on the planet had a baby that weekend. So you're in this nice comfy bed across from me. And the tech comes in to take my blood, and I, the baby starts squawking. I need him to be changed so that I can try and feed him. Mm-hmm. We're already having feeding issues. I just, I'm brain dead as well because I haven't slept. I yell at you, Sean, wake up. You wake up, which is good because sometimes I had to throw things at you to wake you up. Yeah. And <laughs> you wake up, and you stare at me with, like, this ghostly, like, I could tell you weren't fully awake. And I said, you need to come grab the baby. Yeah. And you just kept looking at me, and you didn't say anything, you just stared at me, and this poor lab tech is sitting in the room going, like, it's, like, he kept saying, I can work around the baby, it's fine. I'm like, no, 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 it's not the point. 
Sean, you need to come grab the baby. Mm-hmm. And you just stared at me. And this went on for, I don't know, what felt like 30 minutes. And I remember this. And I remember there's been a couple times up until this point where you had been asking something of me. And my brain was working so slowly <laughs> that I literally needed to, like, process every word. And so I remember trying to do that, going, like, I hear her talking to me. What did she say? It's not coming to me. Oh, crap. Here it comes again. And then you'd yell at me again. Yep. And then eventually, like, something compelled me to get up out of the bed. Because well, no, I assume, like, yell at you, you need to come. But, like, I'm still not understanding that. Like, something. That you and I made together. Like, I'm assuming that she's wanting me to do something with Why the baby. Clearly, out? like, laying here is not what she wants, so I should probably do something <laughs> else. So I make my way over to Lincoln, and I stand over top of him, and I saw. It's creepy. Like, if you think about, like, if someone was just watching this, like, I'm yelling at you, and you're in the zombie state, just like it was not like, talking. Did you ever watch Paranormal Activity? You know I hate that stuff, but yes. Yeah, like, where like even, she gets up in the I middle of the night and nope, stands over the bed. Don't even. It was like that. And, yeah, yeah, it was pretty much. So you exactly stand like over that. him, and I'm still yelling <laughs> and at you. You go. need to take the baby, and <laughs> then you look at me and go, "What? What am I doing?" I almost killed you in that moment. You were almost a dead man because we're both so tired. I'm so sick of being close. This is like my, three in the morning it was when, not the, one of my when the text coming in. But but it worked out. You eventually took the baby. <laughs> and I and I will probably I think I've had maybe a close moment to that. I probably will have more moments like that as I try to operate as a brain dead dad. You don't, you know, as your mom has said to my mom, you don't function well on, on little sleep. I've been very, you know, it sounds way better when I say it, by the way. When other people say it behind my back, <laughs> it actually hurts my feelings. Um, so everything, everybody is great. Things are great. How do you, we need to roll this back to gaming at some point. How, how is having him here change, like, life balance? Just not only just gaming, but, like, everything that, that you do. That sort of like gives you enjoyment or things that have entertained you. It's funny because everything, and I've said this to a few people, your life is literally broken up into these little sections of yeah. feeding time. So like right now we're doing whatever, two, uh, two and a half hour to three hour slots of uh, breaks between feeding. But, you know, it takes a while to get him to feed. And then suddenly you're like, well, I have an hour and a half. What can you do in an hour and a half? I have to eat at some point. I have mm-hmm. to prep bottles, sterilization and pumps and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to do laundry, we have to take care of our dogs. We used to just, like, play a really epic round of I Overwatch. Say, like, remember when we'd, like, sit down and play video games for six hours? And I remember people telling us, like, well, you better enjoy video games now, because once that baby comes, you'll, like, not get that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, no, we will. Yeah, like, it hasn't really happened. I feel like we're still learning, like, a schedule, and, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we will get there. Because we'll... he's how, he's, it's the 25th today as we're recording yes, this, so he's, he's 11, 11 days. days old. So, like, we're pretty new at this, but I think we're doing pretty great. I think so. I think, I, people keep telling us we look like we're sleeping, and we are. Yeah. Like, we're definitely sleeping more. Like, he's, knock on wood, he's a very good baby. Yeah. We're very lucky. But... Like I, I don't, I don't feel exhausted all the time. Like I thought we would. I well, especially after the first couple of days, like you think, like this is brutal. this is life now. Yeah. Like it's just you he don't just sleep. settle, and you know, at one point, neither of us were sleeping at all. Yeah. And I actually had friends. What's up, Mitch Power? I told him how horribly things were going, and he actually like messaged me. It's about to get a whole lot worse. And then like three lines of ha ha has, and I was like, that's really <laughs> not what I need right now. But like. 
And I still am not sure, like, what spirit in which that was intended, but, like, what's up, Mitch? That was, <laughs> that was not the best thing like, to say. I feel like time. a lot of people have been saying stuff like that, though. Like, that seems to be the norm, and I think people, just parents, that's kind of where you go. Like, yeah. you see us even doing that, too. Like, oh, you just wait. Like, I don't want to, I don't want, I was saying that to Josh Stapleton today, actually. I'm like, I'm getting kind of two responses from people. Like, when we say things are going great, there's people who say, like, oh, that's really wonderful. That's awesome, and then there's yeah. other people who warn you about the hell that you're about to face. Um, so but that happened with pregnancy too, and I never got to that point of like where people said I would get like, oh, you just wait, you're gonna have this, and oh, you just wait. And I never, did. I had the best pregnancy ever. So if I have some advice for anybody who comes in contact with people who are expecting, or if you are like a parent and you have other friends who are just about to take this journey like we have, and if they're having a great time, high five. High yeah. fives all around. Let's be happy I for people's like happiness. I feel like maybe a little bit of jealousy too, right? Like you, if you had a really shitty time, it's easy to go like, well, it'll get worse for you. Yeah. Because it was worse for me, so hopefully it'll be worse. Like you can't help but think like, well, I wish I had a And we need like to that. we need to follow that advice too. Um, as we close things out, what do you... I always <laughs> finish these things off with like, what are you excited about for gaming for the next year? But like, is there anything for you that you're pumped about knowing how limited time is going to be. Well, gaming-wise, yeah. I'm still very excited for the South Park game, and I hope that I can get that and chip away at that a little bit. Yeah, it'll bit. probably come when the next baby comes, I think, at this oh, point. God. Um, I'm still playing Horizon. Okay. I will go back to that. In fact, I think that once we get more stabilized with these feedings, and now that I'm getting better at feeding them, they're not taking Now you have long. to worry about recording this podcast yeah, exactly you know if i have an hour to carve out and i have like actual free time like that's a good that's what i wanted to get at is like do you see yourself able to play those types of games knowing that like you don't have like gaming marathons are out of the question basically now i think that we knew that this was coming and before he kept he was here that wasn't the norm for us we yep. didn't typically play six hours every night like Right. I was working part-time and, and doing a lot of photography. That's like, a good point. We were really busy, and we actually took the time and made the effort to go, like, I'm pregnant, a baby's about to come, mm-hmm. everyone keeps telling us we're not going to have any time, let's just make time for this and mm-hmm. for each other. And, like, I think we made a conscious effort to, like, spend time together and evenings. It's like, you know what, I need to do laundry, but let's just play video games. Let's just, yeah. you know, let's stay up way past our bedtime. And you'll be really tired for work tomorrow, and I'll be just that's tired. what coffee's that's what yeah. coffee's for. But so now, I feel like now I don't know if it's going to be a huge change for yeah. us. But now we have the switch, which has been really good. Yeah, like, like we're just now we played Puyo Puyo Tetris. I'm so glad you struggle with that name just as much well, as I do. I feel too. like I don't until I have to say it. In like yeah, me too. Setting. I think the exact same thing. I'm like I don't know what his name is. Right? Yeah. It's very Japanese. I mm. think. <laughs> <laughs> now I might just be racist. Yeah. Um, like, I'm now comfortable enough breastfeeding where my hands are, f- like, free if I'm sitting. Yeah. Obviously, he's not just, like, hanging off me. But, like, we were able to just play a couple rounds in bed while I was breastfeeding. Yeah, pop like, that, that thing fun. up on tabletop mode. And we yeah. can play with a... I got a book on my lap and I sit it up on there. I really see, like, the Switch. I just can't believe that it landed this year. It yeah, landed a month perfect. and a half before Lincoln came. So in the year of the greatest Zelda game... We have Link himself <laughs> all night, every night, every day, every waking moment. Yeah, he's ours. It still doesn't feel real that we get to keep him. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's sound asleep on me, which sucks because that probably means he won't sleep later. <laughs> well, I'll start playing my guitar and that'll be it. Yep. Okay, well, this was fun. 
Yeah, probably longer than normal, but... I can chop off some of the beginning, maybe. Yeah, birth stories are long. Yeah, we, we went one-thirteenth of... Actually, less than that. <laughs> All right, thanks. Well, I'll see you later. <laughs> see you, Matt. I'm just going to hit stop recording now, and then that is all. See that he couldn't wake up to cry? Every time, I want to say before I actually stop this, you hear me do it all the time when I finish, like we're supplementing with formula, and every time he finishes yeah. off a bottle, I'll say, that is all. So shout out to Bobby Pauls. <laughs> we both say it all the time. You're, you're with us. Yep, always. Always. Okay, bye. There you have it. Every single nitty gritty detail. Well, we didn't get too gritty, I don't think. But uh, I hope you guys like that. It's a little different than what we normally do, but a little peek into the lives of the Capri household that now has a little little guy named Lincoln. And I know Chelsea doesn't do this that often. She this is her, really her second. Maybe well, she's done a couple with Bobby, but she doesn't do it too often. But She's the talker of the two of us, which is hilarious that I end up putting this up on the internet. She she can carry a conversation with anyone. So I'm glad to have her back on the show. Hopefully that was that was as good for you as it was good for me. Um the music that introduced us was from Super Mario Kart. I thought, you know, this whole Mario Kart 8 thing was was happening. So let's go back and get a ocremix.org. It was the Koopa Nova remix. So thanks to those guys. And uh, what else? You can follow me. Remember, Twitter, Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants, the website, We the Nerdy, uh, for, for lots of good stuff. There's there's a lot happening over at We the Nerdy, so go over there, check it out. You can follow the show at We the Gamer Cast. Um, you can also find me. I've been a bunch of places in the last little while. I will probably be stepping back from all this guesting on different podcasts. I probably should raise my son. This is a good reminder. This episode is a good reminder that I have a baby boy I should probably be hanging out with. Uh, so, but... With that said, you can find me on... I was on Sheldon Forgotten this week at Sheldon Forget. I was on Nintendo Dads. Uh, I will be on an episode of something new that the guys over at Married to the Games are trying out. Uh, thanks to Chris McCracken for inviting me on a little a little chat we did about the Scorpio with, um, with Chris McCracken and Nathan Thomas. He's from That's Entertaining. And he was on this show. So it was kind of nice just to hang out with, with Nathan again. Special shout out to my boy Chris Berto. He's Twitch streaming on twitch.tv slash gaming. He just changed it. Should have wrote that down. Um, Mitch Power is coming up with his own podcast. So that is amazing. Shout out to you, Mr. Power, if that is your real name. Remember, E3 predictions are coming. I'm lining up guests. Just trying to figure out exactly what that all looks like. As you can imagine, that's, uh, that's time consuming. So... Look for that very, very soon. Join the Facebook group, We The Nerdy Fan Group. You can also find me on If We Were At Nintendo with Bobby. Chris Berta was on there this week as well. So that's dropping on Wednesday. We talk about the 2DS. We talk about Mario Kart 8 and Chris coming back to Nintendo. So that's a great episode. Otherwise, this is episode 79 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason! 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 Jason!
Jason! Jason! Jason! Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!